When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It means total obliteration of Adossa. Total annihilation. That's what it means to me. 277 pounds. I'm going to put him in the Royal Infirmary after this fight. What kind of changes and improvements do you expect in Deontay now that he's got Malik Scott in his corner? Nothing. It's one house teaching another house how to fight. Both a pack of losers and the both ain't worth a sausage. So he couldn't teach him anything. Man couldn't fight himself, he was a house. So when you got a house teaching another house how to fight, you're in for a real pack of house cowards. <laughs> I like it. Every time I hear it, um, it, it cracks me up. There he is, the, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, and he will take on um, Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, the, um, well, he was the, the former heavyweight uh, undefeated heavyweight world champion, Deontay Wilder, and uh, Fury is uh, the current heavyweight king. It's quite a story. Uh, joining us to talk um, about the fight game, we'll also talk some some footy. Um, he loves his combat sports. It's a, a very good afternoon to Nick Walshaw. How are you, Nick? G'day, Chris. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm good. Um, quite a story, isn't it? Quite a story. This fight, Tyson Fury and, and Deontay Wilder, it's been a rivalry that... I think really has in some ways reignited interest in the heavyweight division. Oh, absolutely, mate. I think, you know, obviously there was a, the, the long reign of the Klitschko's there where, you know, heavyweight boxing just, just lost that, that little something. But at the moment, you know, it's, 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 it's in a really great space, you know, and this is a, a really great fight today. Obviously a, a, a lot of hype behind it, mate. And, and the Gypsy King, I mean, one of the great entertainers, one of the, like every time he speaks, it's so entertaining. He's, uh, you know, seeing some of his interviews this week. He, I mean, he's just, so, there's nothing better than hearing an athlete with something to say who speaks from the heart. I mean, he's, talks so often about his battles with depression and, and, mm. and stuff like that. He's, he's so open and he's such an intriguing character. But sport needs that, Nick, don't they? They need characters. Okay, you can't just have, you know, be all talk and, and all show without being able to back it up, uh, regardless of whether you're in boxing or tennis or golf or cricket. Sport is crying out for these characters. Oh, absolutely, mate. I mean, people, you know, for, if someone wants to watch uh, someone do anything, in athletics there has to be a buy-in you know why do I want to watch this person play mm. or why do I want to watch him fight you know there has to be a buy-in and and Tyson Fury just has this this aura about him you, you want to watch him you want to go you want to see what he's going to do you know he's such an incredible character he's such an you know I mean every time he speaks it's it's uh, it's must listen I mean, and particularly with uh, the Gypsy King, uh, his travails, the highs and lows, um, it is a, a story, an inspiring story, isn't it, really? And he's confronted mental health you know, head on, uh, fully admits that he's, he's still got some many, many problems. But uh, for him, um, training and, and boxing, um, that's almost the, um, the medicine that he needs. 
Oh, absolutely. And if you listen to his interviews this week, uh, he did one in particular with Ariel Hawani, uh, the MMA journo, where, where he really outlined that he needs to be in that routine, train in the morning, you know, get up, train in the morning, that clears the head. Then he said by the afternoon, it's, it's starting to wear off. That noise is starting to creep back in there. So he, he trains again. You know, and you can mm. tell this is a guy who will fight and train for as, you know, as long as he can because that's that's what keeps him, you know, in a in, in a great mental space as, as much as a physical one. I mean, he needs the the grind of training in his life. It's it's what it, it what it it keeps him, you know, free of all those demons that he's that he's battled in the past. Mm. And you're right. You say you know the heavyweight division too. You know, we, we talk about this invigorating the whole heavyweight division. You know, the Klitsch goes. Um, yeah, it was a little bit stale, wasn't it? But you know, then you had the, the likes uh, before that, Mike Tyson. Um, he was an intriguing character, and people wanted to see him and wanted to know what he was about to do because he was quite unhinged himself, and you just didn't know when he was about to explode. Um, I guess the same sort of thing can be said for for Tyson Fury. It's um, it's been a long time though since both of these stepped in the ring. I see the weigh-ins; they've they've both uh, added quite a bit of weight to their frames. Um, who benefits most from uh, the absence? Well, it's 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 hard to say, right? I mean, in in terms of the, the first, quickly on the weigh-ins. I mean, I noticed uh, Tyson Fury. It looked like he weighed in with his trackies on, his sneakers on, and yeah. I mean, who, who knows? He probably had lead in his pockets, you know. Like, <laughs> but who who knows where his his real weight is at? But um, you know, he wanted to be heavier for for this fight. I, I, I mean, it's it'll be in. Really intriguing, I think, to see what changes uh, Deontay's made under his under his new coach, Malik Scott. Uh, uh, the thing that worries me about him is since his last fight, he hasn't seemed to reconcile with that loss. I mean, he still talks about, you know, that the the there was something with the with Tyson Fury's gloves. You know, that mm. he that the that incredible suit he wore to the ring was too heavy. You know, he sacked a cornerman. He said his water was tampered with. You know, and, and I get that fighters need to come up with reasons why they got beat, but his are just so many and varied. And to me, that's a bit of a red flag that we, you know, we still mm. heard him talking about them. It's like, I wonder if that's what he's just saying publicly, like behind closed doors, has he addressed, you know, many things that he needed to? I mean, Fury's just a better boxer. So, I mean, obviously, Deontay Wilder's got that incredible power in his, his right hand. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's Fury's going to have to make a mistake. If, and if he does, uh, you know, obviously, and, and, and Wilder can land that right hand. I mean, we've, we've seen in the past just, I mean, he's one of the, got one of the mm. heaviest right hands of, in boxing history. The first fight was a thrilling draw. The second, um, well, described as a Fury masterclass. Do you expect this to go the distance? No, I don't. I mean, I I expect Tyson to 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 sort of you know walk, walk him down and finish him again, um, eighth or ninth round perhaps. But I I just think uh, you know Deontay's had you know two fights now, and 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 Tyson has has shown both times that he's by far the superior boxer. So you know, obviously, you know, we talk about a puncher's chance. You know, like, wow, if anyone's got a puncher's chance, it's, it's Deontay Wilder, you know, with that massive right hand. So you can never count him out of anything. 
But I, I just think, I don't think he will have been able to, even in the, the, the 20 months, I don't think he will have been able to make enough changes to to combat you know, the, the the way Tyson fights and, and what he'll bring to this. Uh, as I said, I think it'll be very similar to the last one. Um, you know, oftentimes when we when we see three fights, the guy who wins the second, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times tends to then win the third. Um, and, and I think that'll be, be definitely be the case, in, uh, you know, t- this afternoon. I think Fury and well, I think Fury will finish him in the ninth. I'm talking to a very talented sports journo. His name is Nick Walshaw. He's a big fan of the fight game. He also loves his rugby league. Oh, Cody Walker. Oh, oh Crichton! There we go! He's over the 30. He's over the 20. And Stephen Crichton takes the Panthers towards the Premiership. Yeah, Penrith. Well, I guess they're still celebrating. Uh, that's a uh, that's another topic we can have a chat about. Nick, um, have they been ungracious with their with their triumph? But I want to talk about an article which you wrote yesterday in uh, yesterday's Telegraph. Um, the Panthers they did prove, didn't they, that defence wins uh, big games, averaging about eleven points, I think, per game per season. Uh, Cameron Seraldo, their defensive coach, he obviously deserves much of the credit for this. But you've dug a little bit deeper, haven't you, Nick? Uh, tell us about this uh, Brazilian cattle farmer that uh, also played a very significant role. Yeah, so Alex Kratz, I mean, he initially from Brazil, a, a BJJ black belt, and, and one of the country's you know best martial arts coaches. He's, he's now head coach for, for UFC star Robert Whittaker. So basically in around 2010, he, he used to have a gym sort of over the Shire way and, and, and uh, Ricky Stewart took him to the, to the Sharks in, mm. in 2010 and, and first got him involved. And he's, he's been involved with, with sort of behind the scenes in the shadows sort of thing, working with clubs ever since. He was at, um, he was at the Rabbitohs. Michael Maguire had him at the Rabbitohs when they won the premiership in, in 2014. Um, and, and then the start of uh, last preseason, uh, he, he was approached by uh, the Panthers um, about, about joining their staff as their, as their new wrestling coach. Mm. Um, and so he worked with them extensively through the preseason and then through the early rounds before they went to, uh, got shifted to Queensland. And even then he was speaking with Cameron Serraldo, you know, you know, once a week at least about, you know, they they sort of go through each game and, and, and how he went defensively. And he's got, uh, not only was he with them, but he's got a, a group of fighters who he was, was taking out each week, Whitaker at times among them, um, just to work with the Panthers, you know, on, you know, I mean, defence is wrestling, you know what I mean? I mean, we mm. I, I know we talk so often about wrestling and it's got this this terrible name, you know, and, and, and all these demons. Yeah. But I mean, the the art of grabbing a man and putting putting him on the ground and and putting his shoulders on the ground. I mean, that is wrestling. So you know, Prats this year has been able to. He's, he's worked a lot on their efficiency in terms of how best to get a man on the ground and do it by ex- expending the least amount of energy yourself. Uh, how to do it safely, as well as just using it as a as a fitness tool for the Panthers and and. Um, you know, well, I mean, they're, they're the best defensive line in the competition. It's normally a bit hush-hush, isn't it? The, the whole wrestling, and every club has a wrestling coach, but it's not something they sort of publicise, and these guys don't want to take too much credit. They're very humble. I mean, um, they, were, they, they weren't they were reluctant to talk to you about it at all? 
Well, I mean, I'm very blessed in that, you know, through the UFC, I've got to know Alex Alex really well. Um, I've got to know, you know, Alex, Rob, Rob Whitaker, obviously really well, covered a lot of his fights. So, Volkanovski, you know, I, I initially tried to... Yeah, I initially tried to do it in fight weeks because I thought it's a wonderful story. You know, the guy who, who led, uh, helped South to their first premiership in, in 40-odd years now looking to, to bring them down. But, you know, it, it's, it's, they, they, wanted, they didn't want to sort of do anything. And, I mean, that's very much how they are. They're very respectful. And so after the grand final, then I, I approached them again um and, and they were okay you know with as long as most of the credit went to Ivan Cleary and mm. and and Cameron Serraldo because they they more than openly acknowledge that that's that's where it lies mm. but i mean you know and as i put in the story i mean rugby league is all about the the little one percenters right you know and, and his actual quote was i'm only adding a few little pieces but i mean you know what is success in in any sport if not for the you know the the culmination of all those little pieces. Mm. Um, so I think guys like that and what they've done is is in its own way really really important to Penrith's success. Well, there you go. See, part of the Penrith coaching staff, uh, ungracious. Well, not this time. They're very humble and not wanting to take um, any of, of the accolades. Nick, thanks for jumping on the line, mate. I always appreciate uh, you, you taking your time out um, and enjoy the fight this afternoon. Thanks so much, Chris. I really appreciate you having me, mate. I know. Awesome, mate. All thanks to you. There he is, Nick Walshaw. Uh, knows his stuff, doesn't he? Knows his stuff. He uh, rugby league fanatic and, and mixed martial arts. Uh, but there you have it. So most clubs, they sort of duck and they hide and they don't want to talk too much about you know, wrestling coaching at their club. Uh, but Nick, um, he has his claws all over the sport and uh, a really nice story there about the Brazilian cattle farmer who has, uh, well, helped Penrith defend their way to the title.